verfa yaana sonsi face, great chieftain o the puddin race, a boon then yet tak your place, punch tripe or threm, wheel a ye wordy grace, a langs a arm, the groaning trencher there ye fill, your hurdies like a distant hill, your pin was helped to mend a mill in time o' need. While throw your pores the dew distill like amber bead. His knife see rustic labor dwight, I cut you with a rainty slight, trenching and gushing entrails bright, like only ditch. Oh, the oh, what a glorious sight, warm reeking rich. Then horn for horn, they stretch a strive. They'll tack they hidmost, on they drive, till their wheels swallowed, kids belive, are bent like drums. Then all guildmen, mass like rive, bethank it, hums. Is that Ori, his Frenchman ragu, or Olio, that wad daw a sou, or fricassee wad make her spew, we perfect scunner. Looks down, we sneer in scornful view, on sick a dinner. Poor devil, See him ori his trash, as freckles as withered rash, his spindle shank a gid whiplash, his knave a knit, throw bloody flood or field to dash, oh how unfit. But mark the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread, clap in his wally neve a blade, he'll mack it whistle. And legs and arms and hands will snud like taps o' trissel. Ye powers wa mac mankind your care, and dish them out their bill of fare, owed Scotland, once nay skinking ware that jops in luggies. But if ye wish her great food prayer, gee her a haggis. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. All right, Curiosos, it's time to start the show. Today, because it is January, and I've been wanting to do this episode since we very, very first started, today we are going to be talking about (laughs) Haggis. Haggis. That's right. And who's our lovely guest today, Chris? We do have a guest, and you might have heard her on the intro, the very last portion. This is my lovely wife. Hi. Yes, Dana <laughs> May Valida Berkman Scarborough the Fourth. That's a, fourth. That's, a <laughs> that's a very tall name, Dana. Yes, yes, it is. So, um, yeah, we uh, we decided Dana wanted to come on the episode. <laughs> Because she loves the Scots so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the Scotch. Do you like Do you like Scotch? I, I don't, in fact, like <laughs> no. Scotch. Not a big Scotch Not fan. Not at all. No, but she also actually uh, cooked our meal for tonight that we're going to be eating. And yeah. I should probably also mention why we wanted to do this in January. So, as we all know, January 25th 
is Robert Burns' birthday. We all know this? Yes, at, right? No? Uh, this is America. Okay. They don't all teach right. this in America. Well, here's the thing, is that everyone celebrates single de Mayo. Right? Right. In the U.S., people celebrate it all the time. It's a yeah. night to, to go out and go drinking and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, we celebrate things from other cultures. We celebrate Halloween. That I don't think important. people in Mexico actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo. They, I, I, I'm not really sure about that. I, I don't have a whole lot of Mexican friends. Think but so. when I get one, I will ask him. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, basically, the, the you know, we celebrate things from other cultures, and this is one thing that uh, Scotland celebrates because Robert Burns, or Rabbi, as he liked to be called back in the day, mm -hmm. is a, uh, you know, he's he's the, 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 basically like the national poet. Okay. You know? Okay. And this is one thing that a lot of people do celebrate, but I don't think quite enough people do. So I wanted to make sure that we brought this out to everybody. And um, you like the Scottish, right? I love them. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'd rather be... Somewhere over in Europe right now. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say, though, I tried to look for a kilt for this episode. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find one. You don't have a schoolgirl uniform he could pass off as a kilt, Dana? I don't think it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dana actually does not want to see me in a kilt. No, We've already, no. I, yeah. I actually don't want to see anyone in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Then you're not going to go to Scottish Festival with me? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Uh, up in uh, Timonium Fairgrounds. Uh, yeah. They have one every year. <laughs> Irish Festival is awesome. <coughs> Scottish Festival is awesome. Yeah, don't they do they we'll do see. caber tossing and, yeah. and everything? Do they do haggis hurling? I don't know. But we that have is a to thing. Find out. That yeah. is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. So I guess let's get into it. So Robert Burns was born in Alloway. It's a little town in a Shire province in Scotland. In the Shire? A, sh a Shire. Oh, a Shire, not the Shire. A-Y-R-S-H-I-R-E, a Shire. So it's it's basically on the, the west coast of Scotland. Oh, okay. Right. Is where it is. So he, uh, he, he grew up there, basically. He was born in 1759, and he was, uh, he was, kind, he was born into a poor family. His, his father was basically a, a farmer in Alloway, and when he was born, he, he eventually started to... He was very bright, so his father actually got him like a teacher from one of the neighboring towns mm -hmm. and actually started teaching him with the with the little money that they had. Okay. So basically he, you know, he really showed a lot of promise and as he started growing up, he started writing poems and especially he was very very he was very very good with the ladies. Oh. So in his teen years and the everything, ladies. he would he would start writing Poetry for the ladies. Of course. Absolutely. Gets them every time. Yeah. Right, Dana? So. <laughs> I love poetry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also, I mean, he, he basically kind of traveled around the countryside a lot when he, when he was growing up as well. But uh, in 1781, he actually became a Freemason as well. Really? Yeah. Interesting oh, fact. the plot thickens. Yes, yes. So Robert Burns was actually a Freemason. But uh, eventually his father, William Burns, died in 1784, and he moved back to, to uh, Alloway to live there, and him and his brother were basically, they, they farmed together, and they weren't making a whole lot of, of money. They, basically, from what I understand, the, the area that they were farming had a lot of rocks, the soil just didn't, couldn't, didn't grow very well, so they eked right. out a living doing what they could do, but they just they didn't do very well. Also, that same year, the, uh, the, 
William Burns, the way he spelled his name was B-U-R-N-E-S. Eventually, okay. he decided to change his name to B-U-R-N-S. Okay. So he actually changed the spelling so as well. So it's Bernie's. Yeah, like Bur- Bur- Burns. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but it was like Burns. <clears throat> And yeah, then they yeah. change it to Burns. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, that. What is that? <coughs> Those Bourne movies. It should just be B O R N instead of B O R N E. No, it's like B O U R N E. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's like Bourne. Like the difference between shop and shoppy. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. All right. So you know they changed their name, and then eventually, the following year, he met a woman named Jean Armor. Armor. Armor or Arbor. Armor. A R M O U R. Now, Jean Armour was basically, eventually she would become his wife, but, and they would have lots of children. I thought Armour doesn't burn. Oh, that was a terrible <laughs> pun. Terrible pun. So, uh, he also became a father for the first time in the same year uh, to Elizabeth, his, 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 first, his firstborn. Now, throughout... The rest of his life, basically, he he stayed with Gene uh, Armour, but he also had children from I think like four other women. Wow! <laughs> well, he yeah. was good with really? the ladies. He had like Apparently. nine, like nine or ten kids by by the end. So yeah, he, he but he basically entered into a form of wedlock with Gene Armour. Okay. And they, they had a, a pair of twins, and then he had like a few more. By Did a she woman know about Cameron. the other children? You know, I'm not really sure from my research. I, you know, he, he seemed to have his finger in a lot of haggises, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Lots of meat pudding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, I, I he, know what you're saying. Yeah. And he seen, he also had like, I think two pairs of twins. So he, yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a lot going on. He had a. He, was, he fathered a boy named Robert with a, a woman named Jenny Clow. Uh, he fathered uh, Francis with, uh, with Jean. So he had, like, you know, lots of, he had a he had of kids. A, a handful of kids. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But in the process, basically, he, he was writing this, he was writing, you know, all this poetry all the yeah. time. Yeah. So basically what happened was he, he, he wrote, he put all his poetry together, and uh, that was called, it was Burns. Poems chiefly in the Scottish dialect, uh, and that was published in Kilmarnock. So, or is it a date or a town? No, that's like, from what I understand, that is kind of like the dialect. Oh, okay. The, okay. Kilmarnock is the dialect that he kind is of spoke of that region of Scottish. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and and Dana can talk about this too. We because we we've discussed this as well. She is a huge fan of uh, of uh, what was that what was that movie that I hate about Train the Spotting. Yeah, oh, I love Which, Train Spotting. Have you read the book by Irvine Walsh? You. It uh, it's r- written in in Scottish. Oh, I don't know it? how to in explain that. Dialect? that. Yeah, that so weird. Instead of saying bottle, it would be like bottle b o a t i l. Yeah, so it's written. It would actually. Or it'll be you can means like, a like you know will be, will be spelled like poodle. So it, right, you so have to get through yeah. a good yeah a lot of it is yeah. you have to get through a good chapter before you start to understand like what you're reading. Wow. But uh, it's yeah <laughs> somewhat yeah. Yeah, but it's I mean it's just a it's a very like rich dialect, but it's it's when 
actually, if you were listening at the top of the hour when we did the, you know, the uh, address to a haggis, mm-hmm. it's you. That's what we're speaking. You know, we're speaking in the Scottish dialect, and it's it's. You can kind of almost make out what people are saying, right? And it's, know, it's, it's in most countries there is a slang or a dialect that is, I, I don't want to say degraded from the proper word, but it, it's it's a shortened or a emphasized or some some way, shape, or form. From what I remember, I believe parts of Scotland were trying to make it official like an official language where oh. they were sort of getting guff from England for not speaking proper English, oh, but they gosh. were trying to emphasize that they were speaking their own language basically. Right. Like a box. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If that were an official language. <laughs> well, that was trying to be, that it's, was, it was, it was meant to be an official language. They were trying to call it Ebonics and call it an official language. Right. Esperanto. Well, Esperanto this is the same thing, but mm-hmm. that's, that is, that's not necessarily a dialect of, of, of a language. That right. is a made-up right. language mixing several languages together. Well, that's like what Elvin. Scottish is, I think, partly Old English mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or partly Middle English also yeah. mixed with modern day, mixed with Scottish colloquialisms. Yeah. Oh, that's one word I can't say. So, um, <laughs> no, my, my face mushes yeah, together you know. and it implodes if I try Too to say that word. Too many consonants and vowels. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that word too. Yes, I'm, uh, yeah. So, um, so we were kind of, we were discussing that, but also the, uh, oh, mm. I also wanted to mention that, uh, you, you had mentioned Esperanto, Dana. I also wanted to say that if anybody out there, any, anybody out there, any of our <laughs> listeners, speak Esperanto, we would love to have you on for an Esperanto episode at some point. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you speak Esperanto, send me an email. Please send it in English. Uh, and uh, and I would love to do an episode about that. And I think you would too. Oh, yeah. Right? Heck Absolutely. Yeah. So um, he became, Robert Burns, that is, became a, he, he, he published this book and he basically became famous. Right. And he sold quite a few copies, but... Not enough to make him rich. No. So he was still with Gene Armour, not at that married at that point, but mm-hmm. he but he he didn't have enough money, he actually became a, a tax collector. Oh. So, ooh. Oh, he was an exciseman, is what he was. He he had to he moved to Edinburgh uh-huh. and he became an exciseman, which is the excise tax, which is oh. basically, you know, you have to tax the so if you have gasoline, you have to pay a certain tax to the government. Right. For the gasoline, and it's usually, uh, you know, now it's put into it. It's mm-hmm. put into the price. But that's what he, he was, you know, when he was in Edinburgh. Gotcha. So eventually he moved back uh, to, to his hometown, and he, 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 you know, he tried to farm with his brother and everything, and it just didn't, didn't really turn out. So eventually he died in 1796, like we all do. Well, not necessarily in 1796, nice. yeah. but I mean, I'm just, you, you see what with, I'm with saying. With the passing, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So the... The, he, at the age of 37, which is actually fairly young now. At the time... That's pretty good. During for, the 1700s, you yeah, know, the late a, 1700s. I mean, it's not ripe old, yeah, but it's... Yeah. He was probably good. graying by then, yeah. you know. So here's, here's like, a, such a terrible clincher. So uh, Gene Armour was actually pregnant at the time of his death. Mm. And during the same day as his funeral service... <laughs> 
she had given birth to his very youngest and last son, Maxwell Burns, and was able to unable to attend the funeral service. Oh, wow. So it's just like one of those things that's really just kind of tragic. Yeah. But uh, I was also watching a, a documentary where they were talking about Robert Burns, and about a month before he passed away, he he was he was indebted a lot. He, he had a lot of debt as well. Well, he just, had 47... I know he had like uh, I couldn't even find like a real actual number because he he probably has like he probably has them all over Scotland right you know they're just it's probably like you with all those darn cousins I know right so and by the way uh, just to mention that uh, Scarborough which would be my last name we are from Scarborough (laughs) and Scarborough not too far from Scotland Mm -hmm. in England just to let you know so, you know, maybe uh, I ran across some of his descendants at one point. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But, um, so the documentary that I was watching, they were talking about how about a month before he passed away, he had actually written a, a letter to one of his cousins asking him to borrow money for, you know, some of the debts that he had to pay off. Right. And it was just kind of tragic, like, how much of a, you know, famous person he was that he just, just by the end, he just didn't have any money. He really didn't have much money all the way through. Well, and you know? and that was, you know, for most writers and stuff of that era, that same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not a lot to go around unless you're already, you know, <laughs> up in the upper <laughs> echelon of people. Mm-hmm. Even if you're making a good living, it's still not, you know, the best. So Robert Burns also had a few nicknames, and one of the nicknames that he had was the Plowman's Poet, okay. uh, the People's Poet, you know, things like that. But... Um, basically because he was a, you know, he, he ran the plows every day, you right. know, and he, yeah. would, he would write these, these, uh, He wasn't some hootie tootie sitting in his, you know, quilted, you know, lounge chair, <laughs> you know, jotting down, you know, quick little quims and things like that. Quips he, and... Yeah, so he, he actually did, he worked for a living. Some of the things he's really known for, like, of course, uh, you know, probably when you were in high school, you had to read... Uh, a book called Of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is from uh, w- The Best Laid Plans of Mice and Men. That is from one of Robert Burns' poems, hmm. uh, To a Mouse. Yeah. Um, uh, every year on New Year's, which just passed, uh, a lot of people sing uh, on, on New Year's Eve, sing Old Lang Syne. Oh yeah. yeah. May Can all I... acquaintance be forgotten yeah. yeah. in a lot he, um... of Scottish words. <laughs> oh, that was actually a really old Scottish folk song and he was the sort of first known person to actually put it down on paper. He was. He also one of the things that he did is he traveled around Scotland collecting a lot of old uh, you know, folk songs, folk stories, and he would he would put them in in his books. So that was one of the things that he was mm-hmm. also known for. <coughs> so, and one of the third things that he is uh, mostly known for, and one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode was addressed to a haggis, which you heard at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. us butchering yeah, terribly. Was, all I, three uh, of us. Horrible. That was rough to read. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. I know we all kind of flubbed our way through it, but. Just trying to get that, get, you know, your brain, and that's just from growing up learning the English language, which yeah. is annoying as it is, <laughs> and then going through and reading the phonetic dialect uh, of Scotland, that was tough. I mean, it, it's, you know, I understand the whole poem, but it's 
just reading it like verbally. Well, it's just, it's uh-huh. also like if you if you like you know she was talking about like when she was watching say Train Spotting or something like that. But mm-hmm. you're you know so you're watching it and it, it's when it's a language that you 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 can almost it's almost more annoying because you can almost make out what they're saying, <laughs> but it, all the words are slurred and a little what and right. you know just just a little bit off and they speak so quickly that you just like can't quite get it well it's like me going to Dundalk so, yeah it's oh the same yeah, thing yeah. I'm like what are you people talking about <laughs> I can't understand one word yeah but it, they're you know just yeah all across the US everybody has different yeah, different accents and whatnot. so yeah. stop making fun of me for it I'm not <laughs> I'm but I didn't put any onions in this <laughs> any what you guys are jerks <laughs> so Basically, because his birthday is on the 25th, a lot of people get together mm-hmm. and they, they recite his poetry uh, on his birthday mm-hmm. and, uh, and drink a lot of scotch whiskey yes, they do. and Scottish beers mm-hmm. and eat haggis. So my act, the scarred and dangerous thrill show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment with Dangerous D. First of all, I'm Italian, so I don't eat haggis unless you're paying a brother. But anyway... Here's my bit. In the 1970s and 80s, a man by the name of Otis Toole terrorized the streets of Jacksonville, Florida, quickly becoming one of America's most notorious serial killers. Toole confessed to torturing and killing over eight people, and while in prison, he continued to admit about new horrific acts that he had committed. When Toole was finally caught and arrested, police found 11 pounds of human haggis stored in a shed on his property. Ironically, in 1996, Tool died behind bars of liver disease. <laughs> what a tool. Ha! We started the episode off with address to haggis. So let's start this meal off with a nice little snifter of Scottish whiskey. Uh, I or know. scotch? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, uh, we're not scotch fans, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, none of us. Well, you don't have to chug it. I'm just saying take yeah. a sip of it and tell me what you think. Well, let me, uh, before we do... Before we do, <laughs> I just, I'll, 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 do you mind if I say my, my toast? Go ahead, say your toast. From the top of the mountain to the bottom of the sea, here's to all my friends in between. I've actually, I don't think I've ever had scotch before. Not that bad. No, it's a lot better than like a normal. Whiskey. A normal, yeah, like a, like a bourbon. Yeah. It's way different. Dana, you, you, you didn't try yours. Yeah, I, I did. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> Come on, Dana. Just a little tiny sip, just to wet your wet your lips. Whistle. Yeah, whistle. Wet the whistle. Oh, I can smell it. Wet the haggis whistle. <laughs> Everything smells like doers. 
Oh. Dana stepped in doers. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty good. And you know, it's like you know, it's like a normal sort of whiskey. Um mm-hmm. it really burns going down a lot. I guess yeah. that's why like a lot of people do the you know, rock sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A little bit easier to go down. So All right. So what are we what's in this what is this blazing nuclear orange? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, guys? Uh, that is Urn Brew. Ur- so I Ur- what is it? How do you spell it, Dana? Iron Brew. It's I R N I R N B R U. Yeah, Urn Brew. So it's a uh, it's a it's a soda that they have uh, it's a Scottish soda uh-huh. and, and apparently it is huge there. A lot of people like to drink it and uh, Um it's more popular than Coca-Cola in Scotland. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Reminds me of um Cream soda. It's a really? little cream soda-y, but you can also really taste the, like, if they have iron in it, right? It does. It has a small amount of iron added to it. Yeah. Added to it? Yeah. Wow. wonder why that is. Um, is that a big iron sure. deficiency thing in Scotland? So they have to, <laughs> like, potassium or protein here? Well, it was, it was first made in 1901, so maybe at the time. They just couldn't get it out, so they left it in? <laughs> so That's ahead, probably it. While we're sitting here with our plates, go ahead and tell us what, what do you what do you have? I know you, you're the one that told me about Urn Brew, and uh, and and made me try it for the first time. And I could, t- I mean, just the flavor, I can really taste the iron in it. Like yeah, like you know mm-hmm. when you like you cut your finger and you get a little blood and you put it, put it in your mouth, mm-hmm. the iron is just very very strong to the, me. What is it called? Iron. I iron. 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 <laughs> iron. <laughs> Iron. Iron. That's what I said, iron. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dana. <laughs> well, apparently it's been quoted as Scotland's other drink after whiskey. Oh, okay. Second most popular, well, good. Okay. actually. We're having them both. Nice. <laughs> Only two people in the world know exactly what's in it. Seriously? Yeah, So it's seriously. a secret recipe? Yes, it is. It has 32 flavors, apparently. Oh, they yeah, have. Can you just look at the back of the label and find out? Yeah, I mean, because of our laws. Except for where it says artificial flavor, so you don't oh, know exactly what so flavors were added. Got you. But apparently, it's a mix it's of thirty-two. It's probably haggis in there. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's actually not bad. It's just. It's so no, it's irony not. to me. But it's. It's. It's really not bad. And, and it is n- nuclear orange. Yeah, but it's really cream soda e e. Really? You think it tastes like cream soda? Yeah, like a yeah. really light cream soda. Huh. But there's some other stuff that you can kind of taste, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm saying I, like I the, taste some, like, orange peel sort yeah, of Yeah, I'm saying the it. prominent flavor. I mean, yeah. you, you can definitely taste the citrus. Oh, it's also loaded with caffeine. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, super high caffeine. Yeah, I would Definitely. But um, one of the... <clears throat> tell me, what, what, what was happening with the commercials? Oh, uh, they're sort of notorious for having very controversial commercials. Really? Yeah, so if you get a chance to check some out, you definitely should. Yeah, the one that she showed me, uh, <clears throat> very boobtacular. Oh, yeah, oh. yes, it's, it, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. Re- yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like you know, buy our soda. Here's a booby. No, um, no, no, no. It, well, it, it, almost. Kind of. <laughs> but it was like it was like the kid's mom. It was like a kid and the kid's mom and like his two friends are over and he's drinking urn brew and. She got some new push-up bra, and they're just kind of <laughs> hanging out all over the place as she cleans. 
nice. different thing. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. And you know, the two the two kids are sitting there staring at her, right, right. ogling. Know? And he's like, "The only way I can get through this is to drink some urn brew." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Awesome. So. But uh, not only that, but uh, so, you know, we've had the urn brew. Did you have any other any other words of wisdom about urn brew before you Well, part of the reason that it's that bright orange color is because it has two artificial dyes in it that apparently cause cancer. Oh, carcinogenic <laughs> yeah, dyes, so huh? They are working on trying to replace those with uh, other artificial oh, colors. Oh, I was going to say, shouldn't they just but one of those batch and then make a new one? <laughs> you, you would think. I guess people like it enough that they'll keep making it that way. You know what, though, we make we have stuff with aspartame. Oh, I know, and, and everything. <coughs> yep. So you know, one of the time. colors is banned by the FDA. I know that. Is it yellow six, yellow five? Uh, it's called sun sunset yellow. Is actually oh, what it's called. Sunset yellow. Sunset. They make it sound nice, don't they? It yeah. sounds. It sounds great. It sounds delightful. Isn't that one of their things? Yes. I thought that was like one of their things, a sunset in every bottle. <laughs> so, I, I'm not kidding. It is I think advertising. Their, I think that's one of their advertising. Really? Uh, <laughs> their advertising slogans, it's like a sunset in every bottle. Which, I mean, it looks like a sunset. It's that it's, orange. It's very, very yeah, orange. It's yeah. very, very yeah. orange. Bright orange. So, but not only that, but we also have, uh, we have a few different kinds of, of, of things around the table. Mm-hmm. I have some, I believe they're, it's Kettle Brand. Yes. Right? Kettle Brand, isn't that? Mackey's. No, Mackey's. Mackey's of Scotland. Haggis flavored and cracked peppered, uh, cracked black pepper chips. Mm-hmm. So I brought some haggis flavored chips. Like um, potato chips. Not, potato chips. Not chip chips. No, no, no. Not as, like. As in like most of Europe. No. A chip no. is a yeah, French Yeah, I'm talking, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, actual like potato chips, like the super thin, crispy chips, not like fish and chips chips. Right, right, right. So, not oh, only that. So we suckers. brought those along. You want to try those? Yeah. Yeah, give that a shot, Dana. Oh yeah. Put that yes. in your put that in your face. Smell like haggis. <laughs> they actually smell like barbecue chips. It's kind of barbecuey. Is it? Yeah. A little musky, muskier than barbecue. <laughs> musky. Oh, haggis here. Oh, haggis. Well, we haven't even tried the haggis yet. How can you say they're haggis? A little gamey. <laughs> it is a little gamey. Really, it is. Yeah, a little plucky. Mm-hmm. And chips is gamey. They're pretty good. Do they sprinkle haggis on it? I mean, how I do you get the flavor of haggis to put on there? I probably shouldn't be eating them. Probably not. I didn't even look at the... Uh, no, it's probably the seasonings they, they put inside of... That's what I think. Haggis. That... Like the crab chips. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Where they don't actually sprinkle crab on the Uts crab chips. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just, ah, little crab and chips. So we have um, we have some actual haggis here as well. Yep. So we have a few different kinds of haggis going on. Not a few, just two. Just two. We ordered a regular uh, Scottish haggis as well as a, a vegetarian haggis. The unleaded version. Yes. Now, the vegetarian haggis... A lot, a lot of people don't really consider it a haggis, but I have a little history on that. The very, very first vegetarian haggis was on uh, was a reading on January twenty third uh, in nineteen eighty four at uh, Edinburgh's Saint Celia's Hall, hmm. and they had you know a you know a reading of Robert Burns' uh, poetry. Right, right. And one of the things they wanted to serve the haggis, but a lot of people that are you know. Poetry fanciers happen to be vegetarians, mm. so they wanted something that they could eat. 
so they decided to create a vegetarian haggis, and it basically has all the same, you know, spices, but, you know, it has more beans, and it has more, uh, you know, things to fill up the haggis, and they use right. a, a, you know, not a actual... Uh, sheep stomach. Sheep stomach, and you know, we haven't even gotten to that yet, <laughs> oh, what the actual I know. haggis is. I know. I hope you have that fully loaded. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, so basically that's, you know, we, that's the vegetarian haggis that we have here. As well as we have uh, uh, neeps and tatties. I know that sounds dirty, um, <laughs> but it isn't. Um, it's it's uh, a rutabaga or a, a, is it not parsnips, turnips. Turnips, mm-hmm. yeah. So tur- the uh, turnips are the rutabaga turnips that they use. I think they said uh, that I was reading it was a cross between a a regular turnip mm-hmm. and a uh, and a potato something like that. Yeah, something about that. So yeah. it's some kind of cross between it. So um, so that's kind of what they taste like, kind of starchy like a potato as well as a root vegetable. Yeah, a root yeah. vegetable as well as the potato, and you kind of cook them all together mm-hmm. in almost like a mash, but a real like um, like a real chunky one. Okay. A yeah, lot yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah. Now we mostly left them pretty much whole, except yeah. for when they yeah. fell apart. So when we cooked them. Now Dana did most of the cooking for this. I have to. Uh, Bravo, have to Dana. Yeah. Bravo. Oh, you haven't tried it yet. We haven't tried it yet, so we don't. We don't know. <laughs> don't thank her too much. Yeah. And then I made a, um, I guess a traditional mustard whiskey and cream sauce. I'm so excited about this. It looks so delicious. It does. It, it's pretty tasty, actually. I might make it on the regular now. Yeah, and just this to is, put it on. Something. So this is like a haggis sauce. This is yeah, this specifically is, for the haggis. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so let's all try it, and then we'll start talking about uh, what the heck haggis is. Yeah, the neeps are like kind of a starchy, mm-hmm. just really pretty much almost just like a potato. You know what I mean? It, it's a little sweet potato-y. But yeah, not a little, as a little bit sweeter. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's sweeter than a potato. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Loaded with potassium. Yeah, they've got a lot of potassium, so Danny can't eat it. Well, I can eat like a little tiny bit. All right, so I'm gonna go for the uh, vegetarian haggis, and All I'll right. let you know. Oh, it's really grainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super grainy. It's got a lot of oat. Is that what that is? Oat. Mm-hmm. Or suet. I don't think this has any suet in it. No. But um. I thought that was the same thing. Oat and suet. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think really? so. I thought suet was like um, was like some kind. Of, wow. I'm going to shut up for this. I'm so, this is really, really good. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be this good. I mean... All right, I'm going to... You're going to go for the regular haggis? Yeah, I'm braving the deep Uh-oh. end and jumping in with the regular <laughs> haggis. All right, let me know how it is. I don't know if I've mentioned this to anyone on the podcast before. I'm actually a vegetarian, so I got the vegetarian haggis and the regular haggis for them. The vegetarian haggis for me, but they're also going to try the vegetarian haggis as well. Sorry you got dried out. Stop apologizing, Dana. It's awesome. <laughs> So how is the uh, the haggis? It's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's still rather grainy, and I mean, I mean, it, it, there's actual like whole grains in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not super gamey. It's not. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard <coughs> to describe. Really, it's got a very unique flavor. I think what you really need to do is you need to uh, throw a piece of haggis in your face, mm-hmm. then take a a little sip of the scotch. You know what I mean? To see what they taste like together. Does it set the flavor off to you? I think it does. A little bit, but I'm still not a scotch fan or whiskey fan. So it's still a hard 
hard sell for me for that. When we go to do the whiskey episode, mm-hmm. we're going to need some like designated drinkers. Yeah. No. And you were so Can scared to eat it. You were like, I'm only going to eat the vegetarian haggis. <laughs> All right, so haggis, it, how do it's I describe this? Weird. Yeah, it's got a, it, just <laughs> even the stuff that's in it, the history is mixed and mashed up just like the you know contents of, of the haggis. It's pretty crazy. So the, there's lots of similar dishes like this dating back all the way to ancient Rome. Homer in the Odyssey actually talked about something very similar to this. The French, ha- it, it, people think it might have come from a French background because the word hatcher means to chop up in French. And people think that's where the word haggis comes from. Hatcher? Yeah. Like they, a hatchet. Well, to chop, you know, and uh, people think that word originally came from from that area. Joe, the sauce is awesome. Yeah? The sauce is so freaking good. Good, good. It tastes almost like sausage. All all that's in there? Well, it is. It's a banger. It's a haggis banger. Yeah. Some historians even think that it comes from Scandinavian origins, before Scotland was (laughs) even a single nation. And they had a dish called skeet. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> I knew you could do that. But they had a dish called skeet, which is very much like this. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What, what's, what's at the core of haggis? It is, most importantly, it, it, it's a peasant food. Okay, this was all the scraps. And it's the chieftain of the pudding race, Joe. That's what it is. <laughs> but it, it's all the scraps and bits from the animals that they couldn't use for, for sale or for whatever. Most of it is, was used by the... Uh, the farms and stuff, that was their their lot, their their bit of the their share was all of the rough cuts and stuff like that, <clears throat> including the stuff that no one wanted to eat, like the heart, the liver, the lungs of, of the sheep. So the sheep herders So this is what like a sheep herder would eat. Right. He would sell the wool, sell all the good cuts, sell everything he possibly could, and what was left over is what pretty much what they had. The heart know. and the lungs and the liver and all and that all stuff. And all the tough bits. So is know? that why there's so much oat in it? Well, and that's the other thing. The is filler. That, that was readily available. It was cheap. Mm-hmm. You could get a, it's like rice. You can get a big, giant 10-pound bag of rice for almost nothing. And it's the same thing with, with oatmeal and, and a lot of the other grains and stuff. So they would take this and they found a way to mix it all together with some spices, make it palatable. It was also great for for like daytime travel. So if the, the herders or farmers or you know whoever was hiking across country, they could stuff a little sheep stomach sausage, that's basically what it is, mm-hmm. it's a big sausage. A banger. Into a sack and they had a meal ready to go. So I was, uh, I actually found, so the ancient Greek playwright Aristophanes Aristophanes. How do you say that, Joe? Aristophanes? Yeah, that guy. (laughs) He referred to Haggis at some point at the year 400 B.C. That was the very first written mention Mm -hmm. of Haggis. Just thought that was interesting. Did he call it Haggis? Damn tootin' he called it Haggis. (laughs) I love this getting together and having some burned supper. Not burnt supper. Burnt supper. (laughs) Burnt supper. It's not bad. So... Okay, so since 1971, haggis has been pretty much illegal to import to the U.S. Uh-huh. And that <coughs> due to a ban on... It's because of prion disease. Cryon's disease? Prion. Oh. Prion <laughs> like disease. Sci-fi disease. 
Oh no, all the cryons have diseases. It's the same as mad cow, basically. And what's that? Bovine um, spongiform encephalitis. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's well, called. Well, sheep also carry sort of a form of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had, I guess, a widespread epidemic over there. Yeah, it was um, bad in the UK when it when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so it was banned from the 70s on till 89 when even the beef and the lamb got banned from the UK and mm-hmm. most of Europe but isn't because it of also, mad cow. Yeah. So they were like, you're all, it's all bad. <laughs> Everything's bad. So no more. It's, uh, it stays in their nervous system, I believe. And yeah. the problem is the parts you're eating are part of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, that's the, it's not it's like the, a normal it's disease. It's in the lungs yeah. and, and things it's like that. It's a disease that's an actual, like, it's like a protein malfunction, and when you ingest it, it makes your proteins malfunction. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, and it's like a little spongy sort of like... It put, puts holes in your brain, yeah, I believe. It's, it's crazy. It's oh, I have a little spongy thing for dessert, so we'll, we'll try that. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, 2010, the ban finally came up for review. So now we can import lamb and beef, again, from Europe, and but still no sheep lungs. All the sheep lungs have to stay in Europe. Right. So yeah. well, I mean, what about the sheep here? Well, we can. Yeah, they need lungs too. Well, they <laughs> they haven't been hit with anything like that here yet. Yeah. yeah. Yet I say yet because you never know. But I think the problem is is that the people in high places who make those rolls mm-hmm. just don't like haggis, so that's why they don't <laughs> want the sheep <laughs> lungs. There's a haggis man. Personal vendetta. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> so I have an interesting fact. The world haggis hurling record stands at 55 meters for a haggis weighing 650 grams. I have no clue what that means because we still use the uh, imperial method of of measurement. You know, there's a haggis eating contest. Is there really? Yeah. I think you do that and then do the haggis hurling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The 55 meters, that's 180 feet is what it is. That's how far it went. Break out the calculator. Yeah. So, but this, I don't know, it's really, all of this is pretty good. I was a little unsure, but I'll try anything. Like, I don't care. You know, I'll yeah, try. Yeah, you, you try everything ch- once. Ch- well, the content ants. of that's different. It's not, like you said, it's not allowed to have certain parts right. in it either. Exactly. Not all the, all, the, the original. awful. O- awful, 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 whatever you want to call <laughs> it. Again, yeah. more... More awful, great jokes. That is, I think, mostly beef liver. Right, yeah. right. And this was actually, was this imported? This, uh, no, this actually comes, uh, what I ordered. From New Jersey. Is from New Jersey. It's imported then. Well, it's, no, it, it <laughs> it's comes like from New Jersey, planet. but it's actually a Scottish chef hmm. that has prepared it. So that is the closest we're going to get here in the States to mm-hmm. having something from Scotland. It's a Scottish <laughs> chef who from Scotland was making this. Tried to find the most, according to Hoyle, Scottish ingredients he could exactly. to make it. Yeah. And that's that's awesome. I love I mean traditional foods are, you know, stunning. Sometimes they're creepy, sometimes they're weird, some, but you have to try it. Like you get you know, how many shots do I have to get to try haggis. How many shots are you going to take of that uh, Dewar's White Label? Yeah, I'll pass it oh, over. Good God. <laughs> it actually isn't bad if you chase it with an urn brew. <laughs> right. We just you know what I mean? Make just, yourself a cocktail. Yeah, really. Toss it in the urn. Toss it in the there. Urn but you know, brew. I, I'm really surprised at, at 
I was kind of worried about what it was going to taste like too. Even though I only ate the vegetarian version, so I don't have to worry They're about. They're very it. similar though. In Are they flavor? Really? Yeah. So, well, with the with the with the non-vegetarian version, because it has a lot of liver in it, does it have that kind of like uriny <laughs> kind of flavor? <laughs> that gonna get you gout. Flavor. Yeah, gonna give me gout <laughs> flavor. Yeah, does it have that? No, uh, no, no. I normally like I I can't I can't eat liver. I it's disgusting. Didn't you grow up eating like liver and onions? No, no? I, I hated it my entire life. And <laughs> I know. I thought your mom said that she liver used to make liver and onions. She for did. You. She no. She ate it. That was like her favorite. Oh, thing. she ate. She it. would make it for you. And you but uh, eat it. no, I. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so uh, the scotch in the urn brew, making mm-hmm. an urn brew cocktail, I'm okay with that. Is that Not all right? Not too bad. It's, it's all right. They kind of go well together. Also, two things that go together. I don't know if you've tried the chips in your, in your delicious uh, <clears throat> whiskey mustard dip, but that's actually pretty good, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, so many cultures have variations of this stuff, and it kind of reminds me of what you guys have here. Well, I, I don't want to say just Baltimore, but it's an East Coast thing. Mm-hmm. Scrapple. Oh, yeah. This I used is, to love Scrapple. This is totally Scrapple, man. With, I mean, it if is. You put, it's like Scottish Scrapple. Yeah, if you put, <laughs> you know, uh, oats or grains better. or something into a, in a Scrapple mm-hmm. loaf, because it's a loaf-shaped thing, it would be kind of so like that. similar, because that's all the rough cuts, leftover bits, lots of spices. It's also cooked a little bit Eyeballs. differently. Well, I yeah. mean, the you know the the, the haggis I believe is boi- mostly boiled in the sheep's stomach for several hours and several <laughs> hours. Um, now with the uh, with the scrap, you pretty much just throw it on a grill. You know, yeah, what I mean? but cook to it. make the loaf, a griddle rather. To make the loaf, it is like steamed into these little you know plasticky loafed mm-hmm. things. Um, but but I'm saying if you had a casing over the scrapple. Some sort of either sheep stomach or a synthetic casing. It's still a, I get it's you. a sausage you know, thing. It's a sausage kind of thing. I also wanted to mention the very first time that and last time that I ever went skiing. I went with my cousin and my uncle. We all went skiing. We went, I don't know, somewhere out western Maryland, Pennsylvania somewhere. We went to breakfast. We had breakfast. And there was something at the breakfast bar. They had like a breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. At the breakfast buffet, they had this thing. I don't even know what it was. It was in, it was kind of like a some sort of meaty thing that was all mixed up. Okay. I asked the waitress, what, what exactly is that? And she told, she said to me, oh, that's pudding, hun. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, it's pudding. So I went to go, you know, put a little bit in a, in a bowl. I tried it. It was not pudding. It and was some- pudding. <laughs> and it basically it's like liquid scrapple. It's, yeah, well it's it's like um like black pudding. Yeah. Which is is like a black or a blood sausage. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Wait, is that what is spotted dick? Is that the same thing? Spotted dick is actually a bread pudding. Mhm. And it's usually made with uh, like black currants or raisins. Okay. And it's it's a But that's not a meaty thing. No. It's not no, like a meat is, pie. That's no, a pie that's, pie kind of thing. It's yeah, it's like a, a Ready, sort of like roll or so. it's not even a roll. It's just like a little risen puff of mm-hmm. dough. Yeah, it's very good actually. I've, well, I've only had the can form until mm-hmm. you can get around here. But the, you're talking two different kinds of pudding, and 
people who call the meat stuff pudding, it's again, it's different dialect, different region. I'm just saying it was not Jello pudding. Or like, or, yeah, it was or, not. It was you got to get the pudding in the pudding pot, you see. You see, not that kind. Of that pudding. is not the kind of pudding that I was expecting. Right, right. So, but yeah, it was basically like, and you know, I think that it was all that awful kind of stuff, all just kind of thrown in. <laughs> awful is awful, a bad word. O- awful, awful, yeah, both, both <laughs> awful and awful. Right. It, it really, it was like you could. It was just dank. I don't even know. It was just musky and dank. It was like a and gray, basement? musky like a and dank and gray, and in the form of glop. And it was, it was, yes. Where were you, McDonald's? No, no, it was not very good. So, but uh, you know, we've been talking about the haggis, uh, you know, and the and the sheep's uh, lung and heart and kidneys and liver and thrown into a, a stomach and all that. But mm-hmm. a lot of people. Uh, don't know this, but there's also the wild haggis. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. So I put this in cryptozoology as well. Okay. But uh, they say that the wild haggis is actually a little tiny creature that looks kind of a little bit like a mix between a hedgehog and a platypus. Okay. So they say that you can catch this little guy. Now, the problem with the haggis is, is that he runs around the hills of Scotland, but when he runs around the hills, he can only run around in one specific direction. I think, so, like, two of his legs on either side are supposed to be shorter. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. So yeah. he runs around the hill in a certain direction. So when you run around the hill, you have to run around in the opposite direction. There's also a haggis whistle that they sell a lot around Scotland that you can, you know, it's like sounds like the mating call of, of the haggis. Hey. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, it's a it's a mythological uh, mythological uh, Scottish creature that okay. they say you can catch and cook, and that's what you have every night uh, when you have burned supper. Is the <laughs> mythological ah. haggis? Uh, but you know, so it's. So uh, which yeah. came first, the haggis or the haggis? Yeah, I don't. I'm. I, it's kind of like a snipe hunt. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that it was the uh, making of the of the actual sheep lung, heart, liver yeah. haggis. So, but yeah, it, it makes for a pretty fun story for children. Oh yeah, so yeah, definitely. I think that uh, me and my son might be chasing some haggises around the around <laughs> the hills of Maryland this summer. Some haggai. Yeah, some haggai. <laughs> that is the plural of haggis. Is haggai? Yes. Right. I tried to grab Dana's Neeps and Taddies before uh, the show, and she smacked my hand with uh, the wooden spoon. Did you give her, give her the... Uh, she told me I can't eat them till, till the show. You should give her the haggis mating call. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. It's just, it's bagpipes. It's, is that what bag, it is? Yes, that's what is that it is. What gets you going, Dana? Bagpipes. She loves bagpipes. I she do love is, bagpipes. She actually. swoons for bagpipes. Oh, you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to put some bagpipes at the end of this. Mm-hmm. I know a bagpiper. Do you really? Yeah. Is he Scottish? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like actually Scottish. As far as I know, yeah. He has an accent. Yeah. Really? It's pretty. I mean, he's he's an older dude, but he yeah. still has that slight, you know, slight little bit of an accent. Oh. So since we're talking about um. The chieftain of the pudding race, and we're talking. What is it? Where did you come up with that? That's the. That's one of the very first lines in Addressed to a Haggis. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> the chieftain of oh the pudding race. Oh. Yeah, it's my when favorite said, line of the. When of you the, said it, I was I couldn't understand you trying to read it, 
and then you speaking it, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's the Chieftain O the Puddin' race. Chieftain O the Puddin' race. Yeah, so that's why I was also talking about the pudding. The pudding. Well, I knew about that. Yeah. But um, I wanted to talk, since we're, we're discussing Scotland and, and Haggis and everything, but uh, Joe, who would you say that your favorite Scot in history is? It would have to be Sean Connery. I knew you were going to say that. He's just a really interesting guy. It's not Sylvester McCoy. No. No. No, it, it, I mean... He was everyone's least favorite doctor. No. They've done I, polls. Like, no, everyone me, hates Sylvester McCoy. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Tom doctor Baker. Doctor number four. Yeah, he's Only your favorite. ever. Yeah. Because he's the best. You don't have a least favorite doctor? All of them. <laughs> Except for him. <laughs> no, uh, that's two questions at once. I'll get to doctor next. <laughs> Sean Connery. I mean, he started off as a, a truck driver, you know? And, and then he went into bodybuilding, believe Oh, I saw some of those pictures. Crazy. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, he, you know, happened across this whole acting bit. And he's an awesome actor. You know, just some of the role, like, you ever see Outland? No. It is. <laughs> I saw The Rock, though. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, but it's got him and Nicolas Cage? Come on. Oh, come oh, on. God. You're just making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Outland is, is uh, it's basically a western slash noir style movie set in space. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, and it's got, um, what's his face from All in the Family, Meathead? I never watched that show. It's yeah, The Sun, right? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Anyway, he's in that and a couple other cool people. I mean, it's no Zoltan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever see that? No. Oh, my God. I, okay, oh my so obviously I don't know enough of, uh, of, of Sean Connery's work. His oeuvre. But anyway, he, there are a lot of cool movies. He's done a lot of good work, and, and, you know, he's just a really interesting guy, and comes from Scotland. He's got a, you know, Scotland Forever tattoo on his arm, mm-hmm. and he always has to, you know, cover up for some film or some whatever. So, yeah, he's probably my favorite guy. That's great. Do Dana? you do you have a favorite Scott? No, you, you tell guy? me first. <laughs> I, I know you have a, I, you have a <laughs> you few you have a few good Scots. It's uh it's David Tennant. I knew you were gonna say it's David Tennant. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Why? I um, <clears throat> He's the best Scott ever. <laughs> He's awesome. Everything he does is great. Yeah, you actually watched all of Hamlet because he was in it. I did all four hours. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he did a really good job with it though, mm. honestly. He actually made it interesting. Really? Yeah, if you can believe that. <laughs> so I have to say that my favorite Scott has to be Robert Burns. The chieftain O the pudding race. <laughs> the plowman's poet. Mm-hmm. The people's poet, Robert Burns. Can't do any more doers, huh? Or do, doer dyers. All right, guys. So, um, so basically we've been having Burns Night Supper. Uh, it's generally held on the 25th of January for Robert Burns' birthday. We are, this episode's actually coming out on the 23rd, so mm-hmm. obviously we've recorded a little bit earlier. Yeah. But all suppers must end in dessert. So I actually have brought a treacle pudding pie. Mm. And it's a, like a traditional, it's it's Scottish, it's English, it's kind of in, in that whole kind of area. But right. it's 
basically they they call it with a golden drizzle. So it's basically like a little pudding cake or pudding mound. Yeah. Like a bread yeah. pudding, yeah, basically. Exactly. But it's with treacle. It's made with actual treacle. Molasses? Yeah, like molasses. Mo- not molasses. That's what <laughs> I, molasses. I thought that was in the haggis. Yeah, that is, that's, yeah. Molasses is what's in the haggis. But actually, no, but it's, um, but yeah, so uh, so let's dig in. Give it a All try. Right. And you actually, I actually got this from a can. This is, uh, was this Heinz? Hunts? The Heinz, yeah. It's basically like the Heinz, just like you got, you said about the spotted dick. Yeah, same, same company. Yeah, so you basically take it, you cut it open, turn it upside down, and uh, and warm it up in the microwave. I know it's probably, you know, I could have baked one, but you know what? This is what's for dessert. Time, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's hot. Yeah, it's just fresh out of the microwave, Chris. You have that nice, sweet, kind of like um, caramelized sort of, you know, flavor to it with the treacle. Yeah. Like sprinkled over the top of it. Mm-hmm. I think they call it, um, yeah, I think that stuff is like golden... Golden shower or something, I think they put on the top of it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> a golden shower no, of treacle? It's like, okay, you know what, a, what flan is? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a custard. But when they make it, on the bottom of the little ramekin, one of your favorite words, they put this caramel sauce. And then they put the custard on top of the caramel sauce. And when it, it bakes and the custard sets, when they flip it over, take the ramekin off, Boom, all that caramel is right on top there. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Well, it's delicious. Yeah. That yeah, I have awesome. to say. No, it's really good. All right, guys. This well, is very similar to the spotted dick in taste. Really? Except without the currants and, yeah. Yeah, a little bit less dick. Mm hmm. A lot spot, too. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, from us to you, enjoy your Burns <laughs> Night Supper, order some haggis. Find more about Robert Burns. Drink a bunch of scotch. Drink some scotch. Read some poetry, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Culture yourselves. Yeah. Get you lots of ladies. Mm-hmm. And then lots of children. <laughs> all right. Come on now. <laughs> we all have indiscretions, Joe. Okay. Well, uh, Curiosos, we really want to thank uh, Dana for cooking this delicious haggis meal. Thank you, And Dana. being on our episode. You're welcome. And telling us all about Ern Brew. and Ern uh, Brew. Mm-hmm. And David Tennant. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was the biggest reaction we got so far. I know, right? <laughs> All night. <laughs> David Tennant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Curiosos. Have a wonderful Burns Night Supper. Cheers. any topics that you want us to cover anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about email us feedback at thecurioso.com our facebook facebook.com backslash the curioso podcast we tweet at curioso podcast and if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on itunes please feel free Not bad at all. I hope that's my hair. (laughs) I hope so too.
want, I 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 want